Before we dive into today's episode, I just want to take a moment now to express my sincere thanks and appreciation for all of the messages, the DMs, the reviews. It's just been an incredible ground swell of support and I appreciate you all so much for not only listening, um, cheering me on and also just the, the valuable messages, the feedback having really deeply listened and, you know, telling me what your takeaways are. So I just wanted to take that time now to give my appreciation back to you. So thank you so much. It means so much. Keep the messages coming. Let me know what you want to hear more of. And um, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to the Fearsome to Flawsome podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Cremonini, a rapid transformational therapist and mindset coach whose mission is to help you to shift the way you think about yourself, embrace who you are, and love yourself into a more relaxed, happy, calm, and joy-filled version of you. Sounds good, right? (laughs) It is possible, believe me. So it's so nice to have this chat with you today. A one-sided chat, I know, but um, hopefully it resonates and who knows, maybe one day we might even get to chat in person, which would be really cool, wouldn't it? So in today's episode, I want you to imagine with me now that we can go back in time to chat with our younger selves. And if you could do that, I wonder what it is that you would tell her. What would you really want her to know to help guide the way? What are some of the things that perhaps you didn't hear or didn't experience when you were younger that you really want to hear and still need to hear? What are the words that the younger version of you needs to hear so that she can feel safe, loved, worthy and good enough? And these are some of the questions that I ask my clients in rapid transformational therapy and You know, whilst we can't actually go back and change our life's events, in hypnotherapy we can go back and visit with the younger version of ourselves to create understanding of what we made situations and circumstances outside of us mean about us. So what would you tell her? What would you want to ask her? And in particular, what is it that she really needs to hear from you that she didn't get to hear from other people in her life, in your life? And these are really powerful questions for you to explore and to ask yourself and your inner child, that younger version of you who's still part of you and she's part of your everyday existence. She's part of the way that you think, the way you feel, the way you act, the way you react. But of course, sometimes the perception that we have about ourselves isn't always the truth. And I say sometimes, but really it's a lot of the time. And yet we carry these beliefs and perceptions around with us like it's truth. We carry it with us like throughout our life, thinking that that's who we are and that's who we always will be. And that's actually not a fact. But the thing is, if you could go back in time and rewrite your life, 
you wouldn't actually be who you are today because without those experiences, you know, even the the bad ones, the ugly ones, the ones that we don't want to think about, the ones that we may have, you know, pushed down, buried, we don't talk about, we don't want to think about, those experiences as well, as well have shaped who you are. But with that said, it doesn't mean that you need to hang on to this as part of your identity, you know, or the, the identity that created as a result of those experiences. And I'm talking about identities like the perfectionist, the overachiever, the people pleaser, the overthinker. You know, these are some of the identities that we can create based on experiences that we've had in our childhood. And hopefully through these episodes that I'm going to share with you, you'll get to understand and be able to decipher between the perceptions that you have of yourself that you want to keep, what you want to reframe, and what you need to make peace with. And I can say, hand on my heart, as a direct result of the internal work that I've done over the last three or four years with rapid transformational therapy, I now perceive myself in a very different way. And because of this, I show up in a different way, a way that is more relaxed, calm, happier where I give myself the space and permission to mess it up, to not know it all, not have it all figured out and certainly not have it all perfect because that younger version of me missed out a lot in life because I was carrying this belief that unless I was going to nail it or ace it in the first go, (laughs) that it just wasn't worth doing. You know, and I laugh about that now because I look back and reflect on how um, unreasonable and how unfair that those expectations were that I had of myself and expectations that I would never even dream of putting upon um, somebody else and yet I carry that expectation of myself. You know, and now all of that has changed, but it's only changed as a direct result of this internal work, you know, of being courageous and brave enough to um, explore, you know, explore these parts of myself. And, you know, I'm really grateful for that too. I'm grateful for all of the experiences, you know, even the hard ones, because, The younger version of me was really um, confused at the end of the day. You know, she was confused about so many things concerning who she thought she needed to be in order to be loved, accepted, worthy and good enough. And so what I'd like to do now is let's go on a bit of a journey back to your younger self with me now. I'm going to share 12 lessons that I have shared with my younger self. And these lessons may also be helpful 
to you as well. And, you know, if, the, if not these lessons um, exactly, it may prompt you to think of other things that are irrelevant for your younger self, your inner child. So the first one is don't be so hard on yourself and instead look for ways to be more kind and compassionate just like you are with other people. Number two, you don't need to be perfect or the be, be the best to be loved or accepted. Number three, you don't have to put others' needs ahead of yours to be liked or loved. And that's something I see a lot in other, you know, um, impact-driven, high-achieving women especially women that need to please, that need to, you know, be the good girl and please others so that we can be liked and accepted and loved, you know, and that can just be a recipe for just completely disconnecting with yourself and who you are. And it can be a recipe for for burnout, you know, for, for things like anxiety and depression you know at the at the far end of that so a really important lesson that I have been able to share you know with my younger self here's number four and I've touched on this just earlier you don't have to nail everything on the first go making mistakes and failing at stuff is the pathway to success you know, and this particular lesson is one that is helping me to um, to be able to do this podcast. You know, to to not have it all figured out, to not have it all perfect. You know, to forget to turn your notifications off. I don't know whether you just heard that on the recording, <laughs> um, but there's notifications coming in. You know, and that's okay. So that's like getting better. It's something that you have never done before. It's going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to make mistakes. It's going to feel clunky. And, you know, that's just part of the process. So the more that you do it, and I know the more that I do this podcast, the more comfortable it's going to be. So that's been a really important lesson that I have shared with my young self and now gives me the liberation to be able to try new things, you know, to have a go, to have a crack at things, to be able to act on, you know, those like those dreams and ideas, those like sparks of excitement without getting stuck in fear of making a mistake, of, you know, of failing, of being rejected or judged or not good enough. Number five, another big one for me and perhaps you as well. Celebrating your success doesn't mean you're up yourself or big noting. It's an important part of recognising your hard work and the journey that you've been on and all that you're accomplishing, knowing that what you're doing is worthy of celebration and that's something that I've been really rubbish um, at in the past as a um, perfectionist overachiever in recovery. 
Um, celebrating my success was just something that I didn't do because it was like, you know, achieve the goal and then next, just move on. What's next? You know, um, set the bar higher, do better, be better, do more and so on. So, you know, I was rubbish at um, pausing to reflect on, you know, my success and my achievements. And also, you know, looking at what um, success and achievement actually means to me. And that's something that I've reframed um, along my journey as well. Number six, it's important to not only celebrate the wins, but to also celebrate the mistakes and failures as well, because the mistakes and failures are actually the best lessons. And something that I talk about, you know, with my um, two boys, they are the best lessons in life. So, you know, why resist them or try to avoid them, you know, by being perfect or getting stuck in procrastination and overthinking? That's where all of those things come from, you know, the perfectionist, um, procrastination, overthinking, those sorts of traits, you know, come from this fear of failure, which at the root cause of um, all of that is this fear of I'm not good enough. You know, if I stuff it up, make a mistake, if I don't nail it or ace it, then that means I'm not good enough or not lovable or worthy in some way. So it's important to not only celebrate the wins, but also celebrate, you know, the journey to the win because that's just all part of the process. So that's been another important lesson that I have shared with my younger self and continue to remind myself of. Number seven, failures don't mean you're a failure or a loser or not good enough. Remember this one and really take this one into your heart because, you know, if you're someone like me, um, that's been a really big and important lesson, you know, and one that, again, is just when you can learn that lesson and give that um, that lesson to yourself, it's one that is so liberating, you know, that can just make you feel free to move forward, you know, to experience different things in life and have a crack, have a go, try things, make a mistake, you know, if it doesn't work out, you know, that's okay. It's about sort of developing that inner trust and self-belief and self-love and compassion. So number eight, nobody is judging you as harshly as you're judging yourself. And this has been another big lesson. You know, as someone that um, judged myself so harshly and I think we can, you know, most people are guilty of this. We can be so quick and harsh to judge ourselves and yet so you know, open and loving and caring and nurturing to other people. So it's about turning some some of that love and care and nurturing and kindness towards yourself that you give to others, you know, and, and becoming your own cheerleader. So cheering for yourself in a way that you cheer others. Number nine, it's okay to change your mind 
to change direction and not have it all figured out because you can trust yourself to figure it out along the way. And not only that, the ability to change and pivot highlights just another amazing quality that you have. So I was someone that, you know, I used to um, beat myself up about the fact that, you know, I have changed direction a lot in my life um, when I'm talking about sort of work and career. So I've done a lot of different things in my life, um, you know, and pivoted, changed directions. Um, I'm in my second business now. And it's something, you know, in the past that I brought a lot of um, shame upon myself, you know, like why I couldn't stick with anything or um, stay with something. But now that I've been able to reframe that in, you know, and look at all of those experiences through a different lens, a different attitude, a different mindset, I actually see that now as a personal strength, you know, and a strong characteristic that I'm able to, you know, pivot, try new things. And I know that I can, you know, no matter what, I always bring my A game, you know, and, you know, I'm um, passionate about things and, and doing a good job. So I, you know, I reflect on that now as a positive attribute rather than a, a downfall or a flaw, which is the way that I used to look at things. Where are we up to? Number 10. So number 10, your needs are important and it's important to express your needs and ask for what you want. Now, this is something that I'm still practicing and getting better at. You don't need to put everyone else's needs first or ask their opinion before making moves. You do you and know that you can trust your inner guidance system to figure it out. So, yeah, that's something that um, a lesson that I've given to my younger self that I'm definitely still working on, in particular, feeling safe to express my needs and ask for what it is that I want. So I certainly don't have all of this stuff figured out. Um, and some of this is still very much a work in progress. And you're going to find that within yourself. It's not a one and done thing that we do this um you know, that we learn these lessons or, you know, give this um, guidance to our younger self as a one and done. It's something that sort of evolves over time. And like anything, you know, takes practice and consistency. So that's one that I'm still um, developing. Number 11, another one um, that probably still is a bit of a work in progress is asking for help. So ask for help and support and then receive it, you know, and receive it in um, a way that reflects kindness and compassion to the person who is giving it to you, especially if you are um, a perfectionist. You know, that can be, um, you know, really common amongst um, perfectionists, especially women, that not only do we not ask for help, we, um, because we think that, you know, no one's going to do it as good as us. When we, when the help is offered or when we receive help or someone gives us help, you know, sometimes we can, you know, be critical or um, show judgment, you know, because it doesn't cut the mustard. It doesn't, you know, 
um, meet our high standards. So, you know, that's a lesson that I've had to learn as well, to not only, not only ask for help and support, but also, you know, to receive that help and support and, you know, like lower the expectations a little, you know. So just be, you know, be kind, be a kind person, not only kind to yourself but being uh, kind to others as well who, who want to give you the help and support. They might not do it in the way that you do it but, you know, um, receive it. Because the thing is too, you know, being that um, if you are, you know, that sort of perfectionist, overachiever, high achiever, and certainly if you are listening to this podcast, the Fearsome to Flawsome podcast, then um, I suggest that, you know, perhaps you are. The other thing about you is, you know, you're, you're capable, you're highly capable. And so people will always draw off that and they're going to be thinking that you're coping really well and can handle more than others when some of the time you're actually not coping and you're not handling it. So that's a lesson number 11 that I have shared with my younger self and something that I'm still, you know, working on as well. Number 12, the last lesson is sometimes people will let you down. You know, and that's even going back to um, talking about the receiving help and support. You know, sometimes people will let you down or they won't, you know, they won't um, do it the right way or they won't meet your expectations. But that doesn't mean anything about you and it doesn't even necessarily mean anything about them either. So, you know, on that note, just adjust your expectations, not only of yourself but adjust your expectations of others as well because that's just the human experience, you know. We mess up all of the time. We're not mind readers. We've got to get better at communication and, you know, a lot of the world's problems would be solved if we were better at communicating, you know, communicating our needs, communicating what we're feeling and thinking. You know, so much could be solved and resolved through that. So just your expectations of others as well because we are all human we're not perfect. We're not robots. We all think differently. We are all looking through a different lens based on our own experience, what we've gone through life, the beliefs that we've picked up. You know, we're all unique individuals and that's okay. So in summary, to wrap up today's episode, what I want you to take away today is this. Whilst we can't change what happened in the past, we can change what we made that mean about us. And more often than not, when we go back and reflect, a lot of the time we get it wrong. We misinterpret the situation or we make that situation mean something about us when in fact it had nothing to do with us and it had everything to do with the external events, the circumstances or the people involved. But the thing is, perception is always our reality. But that doesn't mean it's the truth. So I want you to just sit with that one and stop to question your perception and question what is real and what is imagined. 
And when you do that, you can begin the journey of shifting your mindset from a place of fear and self-judgment to a place of self-love, compassion and self-awareness. And when you master this skill, you know, in anything that we master, it's going to take time. It's going to take time and practice, consistency, stuffing it up, not getting it wrong, getting it right, getting better, making progress. It's all part of mastery. And when you do that, you'll naturally become a happier, healthier, more relaxed and joy-filled person. Thanks for listening to the Fearsome to Flawsome podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a quick rating and review. It only takes a few moments to do and it's a great way to reciprocate energy to one another. And if you'd like to connect with me further, head on over to my Instagram page or Facebook, or you can book a free consult with me via my website. The details are in the show notes. Thanks a lot, lovely. I'll chat with you next week. Bye for now.